Welcome to the Odds Checker Cheltenham preview podcast, day three. We're going to be going through the bets on Thursday. One of the guests who I'll introduce in a second told me that he has many bets for this day, so there's definitely one to tune in and tune into. I've got Nick Schofield, Odds Checker ambassador and Cheltenham Festival winning jockey here. Harry Whittington, trainer of um, Big March, who runs in the JLT that we'll get to in a second. Andy Holding, Odds Checker's resident tipster and pro punter and owner of On the Blind Side and Kilcrea Vale, uh, Mike Spence. So going to go straight into this now, the JLT, and I think it's only fair, um, given that it's all blue on Odds Checker, which means that it's being punted, that we're going to start da- you know, a little, little way down, down, the, uh, down the field and look at Big Marcher for Harry. Yeah, no, Big Marcher, Big M, he's, um, you know, he's, he's done really well this season. I, I, you know, I think he's exceeded expectations, to be honest. I always said that he'd be a £10 better chaser, but he's £17 better and progressing and still progressive. Um, so, you know, there's three things about Big Marcher, three attributes that he has that um, holds him in very good stead. One of the, the first of which is that um, he's very straightforward. You know, he, he's, um, you know, he, he, he's relaxed now. He enjoys his racing um, and, you know, he, he doesn't have any quirks anymore. He used to He's a young horse, but he's, he's over all that and he's very straightforward. The other thing is he's battle hardened because we ran him in four sort of decent handicap hurdles last season. Um, so he's, you know, he, he's he's well well and you know used to the the big days. So he's battled hard. And the other thing is he's a very 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 sound jumper for a novice. You know, um, he's he's a real natural. The day he ran at Ludlow, he really surprised me how how well he jumped his fences and how quick he was and how you know he can go short, long, he half hurdles them. You know, he's very quick from A to B. Um, and then he went on to beat surname, obviously, who's gone on one, one, two, grade twos. I mean, we had a, we just to give an example of how sound his temperament is. You know, there was a loose horse, was really not helping matters all over the park, and surname was um, having a good look, and and that's probably what got him beat. But big M, I mean, the loose horse came through a rail and tried to take Big Martra out of the fence, and you know. He, he didn't batter an eyelid, he jumped that fence and, um, you know, he, he just, nothing, you know, he is very straightforward. Uh, my biggest thing is, and I've been saying it, like I th- I've been telling everyone he's overpriced, but at the same time, my worry is, has he, a bit like sort of, I suppose, Black Corson in a way, is, has he got enough class to win a grade one? Um, you know, thankfully, it doesn't look like the, the greatest renewal, so I think he's been in with every chance, but... Um, I suppose I've always been a little bit down on him and he's always surprised me. So hopefully he can surprise me again. 33 to 1 he is with Betfair. Obviously this, the kind of market was shaken up a bit yesterday with Willie B. Court coming out. Um, and as such, now we've got Invitation Only as the 4 to 1 favourite um, with Modus at 8 to 1. Interesting one, Monoly still available at 9 to 1 without non, no run, no bet. Um, he is 5 to 2 with Labrix, no run, no bet, which seems right. And bizarrely, 9 to 2 with that same insurance at Skybet. That seems all wrong, surely. He's, yeah, he's going to go off slightly shorter, isn't he? I, th- I, th- I think it's an, an open race that I, would, I, find, I like one at a bigger price. I think Monolith's a, a good horse, and I think he sets a very strong standard, but yeah, I think he's beatable. The horse that I like, I like Benatar quite a lot. He's run in three novices. I mean, <laughs> Gary Moore probably can't believe what's happened to this horse. He's desperate for a fast pace, and he's ended up running in three small fields. I mean, second time out, it's incredibly rare for a novice, but on his second start over fences, they, they put, a, put in a pacemaker for him. It was that extreme. And, he, and the pacemaker fell at the first, and he ended up in front. So, I mean, it has, hasn't gone to plan at all for this horse, but he's won all three starts, including a good grade two last time. 
I mean, the, the one thing he's going to get in the JLT is a fast pace. And, and what looks at the moment, especially with Willoughby caught out now, he's going to get a big field and he should be able to relax. Um, I, I think he's got a very solid chance. He could be very good. He doesn't use his energy the right way at the moment, but that's because the races aren't going to, to plan, basically. I think with the faster pace, he'll really settle. And I think he could cause a real upset. I think he's very talented. Benatar, 12 to 1. Andy, who, who are you looking at here? Actually, quite boring in many respects this time. I do think invitation only. If he represents or is the chief representative from the Flowgas Novices Chase won by Monolay, I think he's the most likely winner. It's a race that um, William Mullins has done really well in. Obviously, York Hill won it under the same connections last year. Uh, and I thought he was a bit unlucky not to win in Leopardstown. He just rubbed the final ditch down the back. He was coming alongside Monolay and he just got into it in the belly of the fence. That's an, it comes up at a nasty angle, that one in the back straight and he, he lost two or three lengths he could never really regain his composure albeit he only got beat a length in the end but the time, time figures are, was, was good for that race and his numbers as well the time before his two wins both stack up where he beat two very good quality fields um, apart from that mistake at Leopardstown I, I don't really recall him making too many other errors you can ride him from the front you can ride him in behind as he proved at Leopardstown so it's difficult for me to select anything as strong as I, I can form-wise and time-figure-wise than him. Interesting runner as well in Finian's Oscar, obviously, who's a shadow of the, you know, of the horse he was last year, but hasn't run since, since the Windop. Do we see any, any reason to, uh, to go back? Windop or no Windop? He doesn't jump well enough. He hasn't jumped well enough. He just well enough. does not wind, jump well enough. A Windop's not going to make yeah. him jump any Is better. Is that fair, Nick? I mean, I he think just doesn't see, get into I, a rhythm, does he? He doesn't... I can see... But, but hmm. um, for me, he... You know, he, he can jump. He lacks a bit of confidence. Mm, yeah. um, and whether Cheltenham yeah. is going to help that, you know, is, is going to be a big question mark. But there's no doubt on his ability. But very often, when you, you, you well know, when the horse is struggling for the win, the easiest option out is to miss the fence. Yeah. The, you know, yeah, to sort of... They, they, they put down on strides that should, they should be coming up out. So the wind up probably help his confidence that way. Then the better ground will give him, you know, more sure footing. And he has coped with better ground at Aintree last year. So... It wouldn't be the greatest surprise if he could get his act together. And, um, you know, I'm sure the Tizzards wouldn't run him if they didn't feel his jumping was up to it. Yeah, I suppose you, in an ideal world, you'd kind of quite like to have seen him run again, run once bef- after his wind up before he goes to Cheltenham. Mr. Tizzards is quite good going up to Larkhill. I should think he's scored around a few point points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. um, you know, though we wouldn't have seen it, I would imagine he, he would have jumped out. He's certainly high class, isn't he? The whole set thing. Definitely. So, got, uh, as I said, imitation only the four to one favourite. Um, Mike's tip there. Benatar is twelve to one uh, with Betfair, um, and you know a few others in there. And what does I think we'll all agree uh, look like? Not a great renewal of the JLT. Uh, Big Marcher, as I said, thirty-three to one with Betfair. On to the Potemps now, um, and uh, you know as we've said, I'm going to put it to the floor to see if anyone wants to flag anything here. Yeah, JP is definitely one to bear in mind when if he's got a runner in this race, and uh, he's got one that ran really well in the best per attempts qualifier at um, Leopardstown over the Christmas period, and that was Glenlow, who finished third behind mine now. Now, interestingly, uh, comparing the winners' sectionals with Apples Jade over the same course and distance, the, the handicap was better. So straight away, I've upgraded that race, and I've monitored who's run out of it and how they've done since. And there's been about three or four individual winners really? scattered down the field. Uh, and that was his last run. He hasn't run since. Um, he's got some good form prior to that as well. He was second to all squad Oscar Knight the time before. 
he's a bit gawky, he's a bit sort of a bit of a brain dead horse, but he's got a lot of, lot of ability. And Luke Dempsey riding that way, and it looks as though they were just getting qualified. Um, uh, <laughs> Ten so, to one with with, with uh, winner. Yeah, so he's definitely one. And the other one's Protect the Flow, Nicky Henderson's horse, who was very impressive on the numbers when he won at Wincanton two starts back. And then they qualified him at Huntingdon, which a track which really wouldn't have suited him. But it was a stop-start race. Taj Badalandabad won the race and basically just did him for foot. But he looked all at sea around Huntingdon. He's a big, long-striding type that, that just basically couldn't get out of his own way. Barry was sort of like after him down the back straight. He looked like he was a lost cause, but he kept on plugging away, plugging away and finished third. I just think he wants a more severe test like he got when he won at Wincanton. Um, so that, those two JP horses would be my two. 33 to 1 protect. Really? Is he big as that? If you've got soft ground, he'd be a massive player. That's not an Arun no bet. You can get 25s and RNB with 365. Uh, Mike, looking for you for a couple of darts here? Uh, I like two, really. I like Who Dares Wins. I think this horse has been absolutely laid out for this race. Um, he was third in the Coral Cup last year. The Yard have had a 1-2 in the race before. I mean, three. he, he runs in the Cesarovich. I think he won the Cesarovich last, mm. last year. He's a very strong stayer. I mean, he ran in the qualifier at Kempton where... Yeah, he ran well. I, I don't think that obviously wasn't his derby, basically. He was just being prepped for this race. I know he has had a tiny injury since, but it's not been anything to stop his preparation, if that makes sense. Um, I think he's a very... That's who dares wins. He's a very live player in the race, I think. Um, and one more of a slightly darker horse who sort of hasn't come out of nowhere, but it, he sort of went missing mid-season. Um, He's, he's Callum Mad, and he went, he was sent off favourite for the novices trial, but on the blind side won at Cheltenham. Um, very, very highly campaigned as a novice chaser. Um, things haven't really gone to plan. He obviously bombed out behind on the blind side, but was swiftly given a, a wind off. I thought it was interesting they they ran him at the end of January, where given that he didn't run that well, but they whisked him out seven days later, I think it was, to win a handicap, which was a per temps qualifier. Um, He's a very strong stare himself. I mean, think, I think he'll, he'll relish the three miles. And he's always been campaigned as a horse that's been thought of as, as a pattern horse, basically, a, a mm. graded horse. And I, I'd be surprised if he's not better than 1-4-2, given that he's won last time and he's had a, a wind up, basically, seems to have rejuvenated him. There's every chance that I think he, he's always been campaigned like a smart horse. And if he fulfills what they think, it, I think mm. he's going to run well. And he, he'll relish the... The test there as well. He's, he's he's got some good form at Cheltenham as well. Who dares wins is sixteen to one with Skybet and Callum Mad there, who ran behind on the blind side. No shame there. Uh, Twenty to one with Bet three six five. Any more to add, guys? I think it's more of a easier race for punters to look at because I think five years ago you, you only have to enter to qualify. Now you have to finish in the first six. The so horses have to show a bit. You don't get a Bona Vista that's got loads of zeros by his name suddenly pops up in the potential and wins you know <laughs> so um i think it's a easier the horse i kept an eye on i watched the warwick qualify finished fifth which is just out of it and one with the time for the organ the organist is it uh, yeah, oliver Sher- organist, sherwood yeah. um highly talented filly um stays very well and um, another jp mcmanus also but that's you know it's it, i just thought uh slippers madden rode it that day and you know she had a nice run and was sort of always going to get fifth, you know, to look like it looked like a qualifying run without suggesting otherwise. But um, it just looked, I thought she's one that stood out for me. So Glen Lowe, who dares wins the organist, Callum Mad, and uh, and protect the flow. They're your first five home in the Potemps. <laughs> Lovely. Um, so moving on now to the Ryanair Chase. Uh, Underside at the top of the market, 
I was slightly surprised by the price still available. Is that is that another clanger from me? I was I'm desperate to lay him and desperate <laughs> to take him on, but given what's currently in the field, I actually think he's a big price at what he currently is. Um, it's just there's just nothing in this race anymore. It's such a shame, isn't it? It's that such a shame. It's, it's not gonna. It's will falling it, apart. Not going to take part. Will it take part though? It might. It might, it might run. I, I hope so. Because yeah, if do. he if he turns up, I hope up, it does as he, well. You know, he... for, for some context, we've got Undersoe's three to one best price for sporting bet. Waiting patiently, four to one. That's a black type uh, and top notch. Seven to one across the board. Um, but as you say, it is, you know it looks to be one of and that you know Undersoe last year. Former Chelton's pretty solid. Pulled Ruby's arms off and still managed to do it pretty impressively. So. I just coming yeah. back. I was I gave Paddy Brennan the lift back from the races the other day, and um, the news was sort of coming out that Q Cover is going for the Ryanair, and like with a person that never taken drugs because obviously you can't as a dick, but it felt like <laughs> when he heard the news it was going for the Ryanair, he was pumped. pumped. And all I think I can say, you'll have to get past Paddy Brennan and Q Card. I'm sure it, he, he is. It would be the most yeah. popular winner of the week, yeah, wouldn't, yeah, it? It's wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Would and it would be absolutely take the roof off the off the. Like Q Card available at twelve to one with one eight eight bet. That's not running no bet as well. By the time I dropped him off, I thought Q Card can't get beat. You know, it was one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think the fact that he got jocked off for a for a run and then I was back on him and he, the way he rode it at Ascot um, and obviously waiting patiently come from behind that day and did him but I think it just I think Q card showed something there although he you know he's probably older now but he's gonna you know they're gonna he's gonna put they're gonna have to be tough to get past him how do you assess that race Andy that, that uh, waiting patiently finishing ahead of Q card um, obviously Q card's got the Cheltenham form waiting patiently hasn't um, but on the day, waiting patiently was brilliant. Um, Cucard basically just gave his everything and, and still the Jefferson horse was too good. I actually think, thought he won with a bit to spare. My only reservations about either of those two is that they both had incredibly hard races close to the festival. You know, they, they both left it out on the track. I mean, Cucard literally strained every sinew, didn't yeah. he, to win that day. Can he bounce back again? I mean, can we ask a 12-year-old to go deep as he did that day? It's definitely the right decision. Um, after that hard race to run him in this rather than ask him to run in the gold cup I mean that would be a nightmare um, Undersco because he's no spring chicken either but he was awesome last year and he's two runs so far this season have done nothing to put any negativity against him he was good in court first time and you know he, he flo floated around Ascot the other day he's had a great preparation nice and smooth he goes on any ground obviously he's better on soft than he's good but he was good last year and he still won easily he jumped great but if there is a one fly in the ointment, um, and that's Balco de Flo, uh, Henry de Bromhead's horse. Amazingly, since its inception in 2005, Gigginstown obviously sponsored the race. They haven't won it yet, and they've sent some <laughs> proper horses to this. <laughs> Don Cossack amazingly got beaten it. Uh, and they had, I think, the favourite last year, one of the favourites, Empire, Empire of Dirt, oh, who yeah, was a real good, dirt. strong gamble, and he, he didn't win either. So it's a bit of a hoodoo race, but he's a very talented horse, Balco de Flo. He won the Galway plate on decent ground and he beat a good field that day, Shane's Hill, blah, blah, blah. And then they ran him, they tried him over three miles last time at, uh, in the um, Christmas chase and he had everything off the bridle turning for home and he just didn't get home and rode to respect and nailed him. Uh, but this is definitely a strip, a strong run, two and a half. And he was going really well at the top of the hill last year in the JLT when he fell. And I actually did the sectional times. I know it was a bit, this is a bit crass, but... I, it's the only evidence I've got to suggest he would have 
he's, he's of at least of equal of Undersco because when they jumped the one in front of the stand to the point where they fell, he was actually ahead of Undersco to suggest to me, given how well he was going, that he would have gone, if you compare the two horses, he's a similar kind of horse. So, at, what are you, 10 to 1, is he? 8, eight to 1. Eight to one. That, that is a really good eight to one back, with or without the favour, I think Balco de Flo is a horse to be with. You also gets slightly forgotten about now. And just so he's not the same horse on good ground. No, you know, he does need cut in the ground. Yeah. So, you know, <clears> I think people have slightly forgotten that, about that, you know, but he's, he's not half the horse as he is on soft ground, you know. Yeah, I agree. We, got to, we should mention top notch. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it, it was, a, I'm not really sure what happened at Ascot last time. No one seems to really have, have asked the question. He missed or, a couple of fences doing that. He did, yeah. He wasn't himself, but I think his Ryanair, not his Ryanair, sorry, his JLT run from the previous year and, mm. and his runs in was, he was brilliant first time up at Ascot this mm. year and he won the Peterborough well. I, I mean, I, it's a big question about what happened last time. We don't really, no one mm. seems to really know whether he was just very flat that's got his track as well, which is I a know. slight. Yeah. Well, I, I really fancied him that day as well. It leaves a big question mark, but it, it, it wouldn't be if it was good ground as used. That's when I'd want to take under so on. I mean, his record on good ground. I mean, <clears> he's been second behind Sprinter Sacra twice. But if you read into that form, he had special tiara and nose behind and dodging bullets a length behind on two runs. I mean, on soft ground, he's he's beating them out of sight. Yeah. Um, I did a top, it wouldn't surprise me if Top Notch was to bounce back on good ground and against Underso. And also, cue cards going to be taken Underso on from the front. Yeah, yeah. 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 they're going to go yeah. hard. Top Notch 7 to 1 across the board. And also, after uh, Andy's tip there, he's tipped up two Deflows in a row there, the Potemps and, the, uh, and then the Ryanair Chase. So the 305 to 1 for the Deflow Andy holding double. That is with Betfair. Protect Deflow to the Potemps and then Balco Deflow. And then I'm sure the beer will flow. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, right, moving on now, as quickly as I can, away from that absolute clangor, to the uh, to the stairs, um, where we have Super Sunday, um, having just won over, what, two miles, is now 4-1 for favourite for the stairs. Uh, Yamworth at 5, Sam Spinner at 5, 10-1 to one bar. Um, I know there's one you're quite keen on here. Um, Nick, I'm going to come to you first in the stairs. How do you see this panning out? I, I said Sam Spinner for the reason I like, I like these three mile division if you look back in previous years last year had you know what I mean Harry was on a run 1-1-1 one, one, one. so um, <clears throat> I know he got beat but like, he was bang there and the year, you had big bucks the year before that you always sort of get horses that are sort of pro- prominent in the um, thing whereas this year it's very much more wide open big goggles obviously won the grade one and but Sam Spinner's the one that sort of stood out for the English form. And um, I, lo- I love the way he goes about it. He's very uncomplicated, good jumper. He's an unknown trainer. And I just personally think, you know, if it was trained by Nicky Henson or Willie Mullins, he'd be half the price. And, um, yeah, I th- Sam Spinner, for me, I love the way he goes about his business. And um, he's uncomplicated. And um, But I also got a massive fan for Lamy Surge. Um, I know a lot of people don't like him. I thought he was extremely unlucky in the Skybet chase. Nothing went right for him. Still under the weight he was under to come back and like he did just shows what an engineer is. And you know he's might have won with a clear run. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and you know great form in um, in the spring last year, winning the French Champion Hurdle. And you know he he, he's the one with the most class in the race. And uh, apparently worked very well at Kempton. I read the other day. So um, you know Lamy Surge is probably. The one I'd fear for Sam's been the most, but I love. 
it's interesting to I me mean, looking through there because obviously um, Sam has been finishing ahead of Lamy Serge last time, and you've got a fair few in that race in behind. Also, enter for the race. You know, you know what I mean, Harry, and the World's End as well. So it could be an interesting race to kind of keep an eye on. Yeah, and Asuka, I don't know what you think. I think it's very hard to come off the pace. Mm. Yes, um, definitely. Um, but he does like to be dropped in. It'd probably on the new course at Cheltenham, it's very much easier to come off the pace yeah. um, for, for Lamy Serge to sort of, you know, you've got a long run from two out to the last plane. Whereas Sam Spinner will be on the front end and everyone that challenges, he's going to have to keep fighting off and he's going to have to be very tough come the last to sort of, cause Lamy Serge will probably be the last one to, to challenge and he'll, he'll be a bit fresher than what Sam Spinner will be. So that's worth bearing in mind. Almost won a county hurdle, didn't he? Um, a year ago, mm. twelve months on, he's running in the stairs. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good point, actually. Nick makes about that um, Ascot race. They kind of like splintered, didn't they? There was a, I think, was it Little Rockefeller that, yeah, that checked, mm. and 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 Sam Spinner was like here, and Lammy Surge in typical fashion was dropped right out the back. Uh, so he's had to make his ground up to get to Sam Spinner. And it looked like half of he was going to go and win jump in the last. And obviously the other one who was more prominently ridden had a bit more energy left because he was better placed. And, and then he outstayed Lamy Surge on the running. But it's a classic each way. But I love backing these horses, like my tent or yours. The, the obvious each way horses, the scow rails, and put them in each way multiples. Man off my heart. Yeah, exactly. They, he's, he's going to be in the first three. They add up. These, if you keep back, you know, you can get 15 to 7 to 1 scow rail, 10 to 1, 12 to 1. They, you know, quarter of the odds, they, 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 they become great bets. And... You can pretty much set your clock with Lamy Surge. You know he's going to travel. You know he's going to get to the business end without almost knowing he's in a race. Um, and, and he definitely comes good at this part of the season. I, I agree with him. He should have won the sky bet. I mean, Davey had a nightmare on him. Then he jumped in the back of horses early on and, and then he, he couldn't get weight. run down the straight. And he had top weight. Exactly. And he had top weight. Around Donny coming from the back yeah. as well. <laughs> I mean, he, to be fair, he's, he's run a Herculean race without winning. He um, always looked like the winner too, didn't he? Yeah. Whole, you know, yeah. you just sort of you could just see him creeping, creeping in, and yeah. you just thought hey, he's going to do it. And then he was just, you know, a wall of horses, yeah. and li- literally just could not get through. And then there's a slight gap, and he just he teased off. you all the way through the race. He thought, is he, is he, is he not? Is he going to win? Yeah, he's going to win. Uh, but it's all about prices for me. If he was two to one favourite in any race, I wouldn't touch him with a barge pole mm. because the wind side of the bet is always under threat. But from a each way pers- place perspective. It's a different ball game, and the, run, the um, race will definitely be run to see. Yeah. Because you know what I mean, Harry Holstone, Samsworth. There's plenty on the front end, and they're all going to be taking each other yeah. on. Whereas he, he will just be taking them on at the end. What price is he? And he surged his twelve to one, 12 pretty much across 12 the board. To one. No, it's, wow. it's a, it's a great. Yeah. For, it, Another one rubber stamped, I think. Yeah. Well, you know, again, it's, an, it's probably a bet for the day because you're going to get four, four quarter the odds, four places. Some firms will go five, guarantee you, yeah. to draw you in. I mean, it's, worth mentioning to people listening that actually if you're going to have these each way bets it probably is worth hanging around for another week or so when the firms do start doing their, their extended places because at the moment you're getting a, a fifth to three yeah. and the, you know you might get clipped in a couple of a couple of ticks but you're going to get better more favorable um places you know closer to the uh closer to the week um we haven't really spoken about super sunday or yarmouth yet and before we move on it's going to come to you mike to see uh, how you assess the chances of those top two i think th- it's not really a race i'm keen to get get involved in it I mean if I was really pushed I mean, Yam was such a classy horse on its day it's hard to it's not it's hard, quite easy well hard or easy to forget depending on which I haven't forgotten it but a lot of people have forgotten <laughs> that he's running he was very strongly fancied for the champion hurdle you know and, and I've spoken to Alan King a number of times at race courses and he's always been always been so negative about this horse running over two miles and this was when he was winning mm-hmm. over two miles and he's always thought this horse was a three miler he got beat in the champion hurdle and then they stepped him straight up to Aintree and won over three miles 
um, last year, and, and you know things haven't really gone to plan since. But if he bounces back to his his best, I, mean, I think, in my opinion, he's got the highest level of form that anything in the field has shown so far. And, and you know he's not favourite because he's not shown it recently. And I think. I mean, and his, his two Cheltenham wins have both been over, on heavy ground over two and a half or, or, or more. Yeah, so. I think I think if he bounces back to his best, I mean, it's it's a big if, and that's why he's not favourite. And that's why I'm not really getting involved in the race. But, I mean, it's not going to surprise anybody if he wins the Stayers hurdle, I don't think. So, Yamworth is 5-1. to one. Super Sunday seems friendless here at 4-1. to one. Uh, Moving on now to the brown uh, plate and coming straight back to you, Mike, because you've got a, well, could have a runner here. So, yeah, Kilcrea Vale runs. I'm quite glad the weight's already out because nothing can get changed now. So. <laughs> but I, I really fancy this horse, actually. It's a, it's a competitive race and you need to have quite a fair bit in hand to, to win this race. But, you know, he's, we're off a very nice mark now. We were second in, in a good race at Ascot last time. Pulled a mile clear of the, of the rest and didn't get put up in the weights. I mean, I, I just think anybody that's considering a bet, just have a watch of the JLT last year. Polisilov, top-notch, York Hill, and, and turning in, I mean, he's, he's near enough going as well as any of them, and he sort of, he doesn't stick with them because he's not as good, but this year he, he's not in the equivalent of the JLT. He's running in a handicap of 137. Um, 33 to 1 years with Coral. Yeah, I won't be there long. <laughs> but there's, there's one around the corner. I think that he's got a very <laughs> solid chance. I, I think he's, he's got good course form there. And, you know, he seems to be peaking now. He works incredibly well at Kempton the other day. Um, you know, I, I, I'd be amazed if he's 33-1 to 1 on the day going there with a second and having the form at the Cheltenham Festival that he's got. Um, he looks overpriced to me. It's, I don't really want to be... You know, it's, it's a very hard race to be picking through. So yeah. I'll, I'll just stick to Kill Crayovel. And I, I just think he's got... He's going to have a very good chance. I'll be very hopeful when we go there. Any, any more for any more? Um, I'll just throw my cap in the ring with one um, Irish horse, uh, Last Goodbye, who won probably the equivalent to um, this race in Ireland at the Leopardstown two-day festival. I mean, Hell's Kitchen was sent off favour that day, and he was well-backed and well-regarded, having won in a good time figure at Kempton the time before, and he got absolutely pummeled. Um, they went a mother and father of a gallop in that race, and this all stayed on very, very strongly up the hill. I mean, he's, the distances between the first to the second to the third, it was incredible, as if they'd run five miles. Uh, and already the race has begun to work out well. There's been several horses that got lapped in that race, have won, run well since. Um, so he's one that's going to fly under the radar a little bit. A lot of sort of UK punters won't know much about him. Obviously, Liz Dorr, not a household name. But based on the numbers and what he did at Leopardstown, he's not one to be underestimated. Um, so yeah, I, sixteen to one with Hills there for last game. Yeah, I won't overcomplicate it. I, I, I think he'll yeah. go well. Guys, hoping hoping that you get the you know get get on, get on Kilcrabbell and ride at home at thirty threes. We'll see. Probably not. Um, moving on. Yeah, trying to trying to set it up. I'll take I'll take the I'll take the cut. Um, right. Moving on now to the mayor's novice hurdle. Um, yeah, again, Mike, coming to you first. I'm a big Lorena fan. I, I think she could be something quite special. Um, she hasn't had much racing. There's obvious worries about the going, and but Willie seems to think that, you know, the vibes coming out of the Mullins camper that mm. she could be something special, and and she couldn't have been more impressive when she won first time. So I think for me, my hat is firmly on her. 
sorry, Lorena is at eleven to ten with Betfair uh, Sportsbook best price. Um, you know, you normally see Mullins have a couple of these. Normally, you know, decent record with mares as well. So looks like a fairly solid favourite. Yeah, um, I've been asked quite a few times already what's my best bet of the week for about a month, uh, and Lorena's it. Um, I'm not really a short price favourite, man. As you can tell by the horses I've been tipping today, but this is an absolute aeroplane. <laughs> Compared Willie says that as well, doesn't he? Yeah. He says this is, yeah. this is it should be odds on. Highly talented. It should be odds on. It's yeah. it's it's a clear round. If it jumps a clear round, it'll win. It's I mean, I, I love Maria's benefit um, at the English horses. I thought I think she's hugely, hugely, hugely talented. But oh, she went to the world last time at Doncaster. Yeah. So I don't know if you know. <laughs> and she's a mare as well. Like you know, she had an incredibly hard race. Um, and Irish Road didn't really. Irish Road, no. Yeah. yeah. Although the ground was against Irish Row, to be fair, in, in the uh, in the Nubu race, but Lorena's uh, Lorena's only run on very soft and heavy, hasn't she? But that would be a, a yeah, slight question mark if it's good ground. But at the end of the day, you know the vibes are just that she can't get beat. So. That was a good race she won as well at um, was it Fairy House or Punchestown? Fairy House. Yeah, she beat a horse called Alatrix, one of uh, Jessica Harrington's, who. Um, won a very competitive handicap next time at Leopardstown and she left that for absolute dead I mean she was literally going two to everyone's one on the run in and she wasn't even being extended her legs were going like <laughs> it's like one of those cartoons when you see you know. I know I know um, presume Ruby will ride Mary's benefit will just set a lovely target and Ruby will just be out. it doesn't matter how fast Mary's benefit will go it'll just be just sitting behind and do it all aboard. All aboard the All Lorena. Aboard Lorena. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one of the day before we get on to your naps um, for the Thursday is the Kim Muir. Um, going to, again, with these handicaps, just open it to you guys to, to tell us um, yeah. who to keep an eye on. Derek O'Connor. Yeah. Or, or Jamie, Jamie Cole. Cole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly what I was going to say. I, I, th- I think we need to see the shape of the other race first, the uh, Ultima, yeah. to see who runs in that. The, the sneaky one is definitely that Maldini of um, Patrick Kelly's. We know what Pat Kelly does with his horses. Campaigns are very sparingly. He's given this horse three runs so far this season in two mile, two mile handicaps and two and a half mile handicaps. It's like, and he's he's entered in everything apart from the boat race, I think, at the festival. <laughs> um, so, whatever race he chooses, and I've got a sneaky feeling he'll use this race with a good amateur. I'd, I'd suspect Maldini will be quite a significant punt. Maldini, 8-1 to one pretty much across the board at the moment. By the sounds of things, that may not last long. Any other flag? I think, to, I think mm. he's probably... I mean, it's, it's hard to... That Sucatura, I think, is how you pronounce it. He was sent off favourite last time and he was going... Was yeah, going is that Ben's horse, is it? Um, Char- uh, Gordon Elliott. Oh, Gordon was Elliott, going so, so. very... It was 5-1 to one favourite last year. I mean, he was going very well when he unseated three out. I mean, it's... These two horses look like they've been absolutely lined up for this race. I mean, they, I, I could struggle to back anything else in the race. I mean, I think those two... I'd be amazed if Maldini doesn't run. He's off the same mark as last year. And I, th- mm. I think that they, they didn't quite ride him as prominently as they should have ridden him. Um, and off that mark, I think they'll definitely go for the Kimia. I'd be amazed if they don't. But those two, I mean, the two big... They're not plots, but they're horses that have been... Very carefully minded towards Cod, this race. Cod will be on the one, and O'Connor will yeah, be on the other. Cod's going to be on the Elliot Hall. So Maldini is eight to one across the board, and still a bit of sevens around on uh, Squatter. I think I know how to say it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think they'll, they'll probably go off nine to two and eleven to two, yeah. whichever way around. So nice, you can you basically back them both at about you know five to 
quarter two, I guess. That's maybe the way to go. Um, yeah, I think both of them eat probably a Maldini each way. I mean, the way he ran last year, if he turns up and he's six to one or bigger on the day, I'd still think he's an incredibly good each way bet. You'll probably get five places, at yeah. least five. Mm. And he's a horse which, he's got a fool to be out of the frame. He, he's, he's got proven form in the race. He's, he's not too old at all. He's, he's so bomb-proof, I think Maldini is. But yeah, as an each way bet, I'd have him. Maldini is, seems to be the one for Mike there. I'm going to now move on to the naps. Come to each of you. Going to start with you, Mike. What's your nap of Thursday? Lorena will win. She's, the, <laughs> she's my nap. Lorena, 11 to 10, yeah. will win. More than double your money. Andy? Um, yeah, Lorena, boring. Um, this is exciting, not boring. But yeah, okay. I'll tell you what. Mike's had Lorena. I, I, you, know, you know I fancy that anyway. So I'll put up Balco de Flo. Each way. Bucket of Flow at it's eight a really to one. solid each way alternative to Underscore. Yeah, Bucket of Flow, that is for the Ryanair at eight. Um, Nick? I did say Sam Smithers went out, but I'm, the more I think about it, Lammy Surge each way. Lammy Surge at 12 to one. And Harry? Big March each way. Big March. <laughs> 33 to one. He's seen, the, he's seen the, the blue on odds checker and he's decided to get on before it goes. Um, cheers, guys. And make sure you listen. We've been doing one of these for each day. So uh, there's a Tuesday, a Wednesday. This is a Thursday and a Friday. Uh, and the videos will be going on YouTube as well.